everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today we're talking the Gabriel's Rapture premiere in Boston. Um, Passion Flicks was out in full force. Um, this is this was probably one of the biggest premieres that I can remember from Passion Flicks, and not just because we haven't had premieres the way that that we've had because of the the pandemic, but this this premiere was a special special night, and I, I wish I could have been there, but honestly, I was living vicariously through all of the the passionistas and uh, and and Gabriel's Rapture fans who were in attendance. Um, you know, the social media was just blowing up last night, and it was so much fun to see the live streams of the red carpet and see all of the stars and the, the team, the passion flicks team, um, you know, just, just celebrating this moment. And, you know, I, I honestly, I, one of the things in, in coming up with, with this concept of, of my nights are booked was that I wanted to be able to talk about, talk about things, uh, you know, things that I'm, I'm, excuse the pun, passionate about, but, uh, you know, more than anything, I think that it's important to be able to, to really acknowledge the work that's being done. And, and I don't think that passion flicks gets enough credit for the work that they're able to do. You know, it's, it's easy for people to, to criticize, you know, that things don't come out fast enough and that movies aren't made fast enough. And that, you know, that there's not enough this, and there's not enough that, but as someone who, works in the entertainment industry, I have to say that, that they have been able to do so much given the constraints that are placed upon them because of the pandemic. And just knowing that these movies, you know, but looking back to last year, you know, they, they had the premiere for The Will in February and then the world locked down in March and, you know, they, they went full steam ahead. I mean, they were, they were, they had three movies, Gabriel's Inferno parts one, two, and three. They filmed Wicked. They filmed two seasons of Driven. You know, the stuff that they were able to do, you know, and then they had all of those, those quickies, those holiday quickies. I mean, it's, it's just amazing what they were able to do last year. And to think that, you know, as soon as it was safe this year, they went back and, and, and they've been moving forward at this incredible pace. And now here we are, and we have the first installment of Gabriel's rapture. And it's just, it's so amazing to think that Tosca and her team have been able to do this because it's not easy. You know, honestly, the, the truth behind it is that the, all of the protocols, the safety protocols are expensive. I mean, they, it's costly to have, you know, the testing and the, you know, an additional person on, on set to make sure that the rules are being followed. And, you know, if you're wondering, you know, like, why is this a big deal? Why do people have to worry about that? Here's the thing. If something happens on set to where they have to shut down, if somebody comes up with a positive test and they shut down, that means they lose their location for the day. That means they lose the time. They still have to pay for the time. They still have to pay for the location. Then they have to book the location. And God knows they may not be able to get the location again, or they may not be able to get the talent again. It's not, you know, schedules are, are very fixed in Hollywood. You know, people don't just have oodles of time. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that makes all of this so challenging. So knowing what they had to do to bring these movies to life just makes it all the more incredible that they were able to do it in the first place. And so 
from you know the bottom of my heart, I have to thank Tosca Musk and her team at Passion Flicks. You know, Ali, uh, Ali Straub Whitaker and and Lauren Olson and just the entire team because oh my God, it's just it's amazing to think that they were able to get all of this done. So, you know, my hat's off to them and they deserve this, this huge premiere. I mean, you know, looking back to July when we had the driven season two premiere in LA, that was a challenge because LA has very different rules than other places. And so, you know, trying to do a big premiere there was, was difficult. And a lot of people weren't traveling yet. And, you know, so it was, it was, it was a great premiere and I had so much fun. But honestly, they weren't able to do the level of, you know, of a premiere that they they wanted to do because of all of those constraints. And so, um, you know, so this 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 night last night is a night that's going to live on in the memories of so many people who were able to you know celebrate the work and celebrate the movie and celebrate the community. I mean, this the, when I look at social media today and I'm looking at the pictures people are posting, I'm thinking I'm looking at the Passionista sisters. I, I, I just I, I'm dying at the, at the pictures that that they're putting out of, of you know, standing, hugging, Gabe, you know, Giulio Baruti and, and Melanie Zanetti and, and hugging everybody and, and, and the smiles and the the just the look of joy on everybody's faces is just it just, you know, I think it hits even harder because of where we've been and we haven't been able, you know, six months ago, we couldn't have had a premiere where people were hugging each other. Now we're in a place where people can hug and they can laugh and they can, they can gather. And, you know, it's the holiday season and, you know, you can have people fly in from other countries, you know, Christian Vid, who plays uh, Professor Pacchiani, he, he's based in London. Like he was able to get here and Julio was able to get here and, you know, just, Knowing that this could happen, I mean, what a special night! And not only that, we had uh, members of the of the Driven cast were there: Michael Rourke and Olivia Applegate. And and um, I mean, what a what a great what a great night and what a great event! And I can't wait. Um, you know, I'm actually I'm act- actively putting together some special content uh, so that we can talk more about it because I really think that it's it's something that that bears repeating and just, you know, celebrating this moment. Um, and again, I, I wish I could have been there, but in a way I, I feel like I, I had a, a more joyful experience seeing it through the eyes of fans who have been waiting for this moment for so long. So I'm, I'm really touched and, and honored that so many people were willing to share their stories and share their experiences with all of us. Um, you know, and, and I can't wait to hear what they think of the movie. And uh, in fairness, I, I, I do have a screener of the movie um, and I've been kind of holding off watching it because I've, I've wanted to, um, you know, I, we're not allowed to talk about it, but uh, you know, I, I, it, it's something that I wanted to see everybody else reacting so that I could watch it. Cause sometimes it's, you know, I will, I will tell you the truth on this. I, as much as I love getting screeners for things, it's hard because you can't talk about it. You can't tell anybody about it until the embargo's lifted. So as soon as you see the movie, you, you're just basking in this joy of seeing something and, you know, then you can't talk about it. So I, I'm kind of waiting a little bit just to be able to to experience that. And so I'm really looking forward to sitting down and watching Gabriel's Rapture also. Um, 
just, you know, I, I, it's, it's something that, that is very near and dear to my heart and, uh, can't wait to bring you some interviews and, and all of that good stuff. So, so yeah, I'm excited. And again, I just, I, the idea of all of this happening in Boston, just it, I can just imagine the stories and, and can't wait to hear those stories as people share them with us. So, um, so yeah, so I just, you know, more than anything, I wanted to just to give that shout out and uh, that that appreciation to everybody at Passion Flicks for what they're doing. And um, I think that's I think that's kind of, you know, I think that's all on our, our minds right now. But I think it's always important to express gratitude wherever you can, because truthfully, you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. So you really need to say, you know, say what you're thinking in the moment. So that's kind of what this is about. Now, another thing on my mind, speaking of saying things that are, that are, uh, that you're feeling, you might've noticed that I have not mentioned the author of Gabriel's Rapture. And there's a very good reason for this. Um, I have a complex. It's something that I, I've never really talked about. So this is kind of like a I don't know if it's kind of like a MTV real world confession kind of thing, but I have this little complex, right? So I speak French, but I don't speak French. I stopped speaking French because I have this complex and uh, I figure it's, it's a fun story and it might give you a giggle. So here you go. So I had this pen pal I had, well, yeah, he's, he's still a very good friend of mine, but back in high school, we had pen pals and my French teacher decided that we should all have pen pals. And some of us got pen pals in Canada and some of us got them in France and ambitious people like me asked for several pen pals. And so I ended up with uh, someone in France who didn't actually, or someone in Canada who didn't actually speak French. So that was kind of not the, the assignment. So it wasn't, it didn't really do much for me, but I met this this guy in France. Now, my qualification, being a 16-year-old girl at the time, um, my qualification for my pen pal was I wanted someone who was not 16. I wanted someone who was older than me. And uh, lo and behold, later I found out that he's actually like two months younger than me. So we always, that's become this, this joke in our lives. But um, his name was David name is David. I don't know why I'm referring to him in past tense because David is still very much a presence in my life. But he, um, he would send these letters, you know, cause this was back in the days where we sent mail. Oh my God. Even though their email was available, let me put it to you that way. Email was available, but we were supposed to write because that was part of our French homework was writing letters in French to our French pen pals. And so whenever I got letters from David, I noticed that they smelled funny. And by smelled funny, I mean that he was dousing his letters in cologne. So imagine my parents getting these letters and saying they smell from this this French man in France that I had never met and that he was now corresponding with their 16-year-old daughter. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was a very interesting thing because, you know, we didn't, uh, you couldn't just call David in France because, you know, that's long distance. But we noticed right away that there was this, you know, there, there definitely were some cultural uh, linguistic challenges. And one of the interesting things was that I had been taking Spanish at that point for six years, and he had been taking English at that point for six years. So 
for him, and then he was learning Spanish and I was learning French. So we both knew three languages together. So if we couldn't figure it out in one language, we could usually switch over to another. But uh, one of the first letters I ever got from David was, uh, he was telling me, he was trying to tell me that we could talk about anything and that he would be okay, you know, with any subject. And he finished it. He finished this thought with the statement, and I quote, you can tell me anything. I promise I will not stroke myself. Yeah, I will not stroke myself. And I had to think about this for a really long time until I started to put together and I went back and I looked at the words that he was probably translating from French. And I was thinking, okay, what he's trying to say is that he won't have a stroke. In other words, he won't freak out. He was trying to be colloquial, I guess, and, and it just came out a little wrong. So later on in life, so that was, you know, when I was a sophomore in high school, um, after my, well, let's see, sophomore year of college, David came to visit us and he stayed with my family for two weeks. And um, incidentally, this is the kind of funny story. So he was actually with my family. He was living with us for these two weeks, staying with us when my father got arrested. And if you don't know that story, that's a whole thing. And uh, I'll probably, I talked about it on social media, but yeah, my dad was in prison and yeah, this whole thing and it's a mess, but it's all better now, but like he was there for 20 years and yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But anyway, David was there the night that my father was arrested. And so I had to figure out, you know, my 20 year old self was trying to explain to, to my French friend what was going on. And, you know, so we kind of bonded and David became because of, you know, his presence during this time in our family's life that he became a very important presence in all of our lives. So, um, so yeah, Frenchman David, very big part of our lives. And, um, I'll, I'm, I'm sure that I will tell you stories about David because I've got so many stories but going back to this whole stroke yourself thing, you know, as when he came here, I pulled out that letter and I was like, what did you mean by this? And, uh, <laughs> he was like, well, you know, like I wouldn't be shocked by, you know, anything you said. And I said, okay, that's what I thought. And he's like, why, what did you think? Like, what does this say? So I made a hand gesture. And if you can imagine what hand gesture I was making, it's, it's a very inappropriate and, um, you know, juvenile hand gesture. But uh, as soon as I did it, his eyes got very wide and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I'm surprised you didn't stop writing to me. And I was like, well, thankfully I had to, you know, the presence of mind to like figure out what you were trying to say, but my God, mon Dieu, like, come on. Anyway, David is the reason that I don't speak French. And that is the reason is if here's Here's the story that I was getting. That was a very long-winded way to get to the point that I was trying to make. The reason I will not pronounce SR's name out loud, do it in my head all the time, but I will not do it out loud, is because David gave me a complex. One day, we were having a conversation, and it was while he was here. And we were having a conversation, and we were trying to say a bunch of stuff that we didn't really know how to say and so we were going back and forth between French and Spanish and English, and it was a whole thing. And then pretty soon he looks at me and he goes, you know, you have a really cute French accent. And that was it for me. 
As soon as he said it, I couldn't speak French anymore. I had a complex because all of a sudden, all I could do was wonder what it was that I was doing that he would think I had a cute French accent and it freaked me out. So I kind of stopped speaking French after that, which was rather difficult considering I was taking French at the time and trying to, I was about to minor in French, if not for a really horrible French four experience with this professor who was kind of a jerk. And so I ended up not minoring in, in French and minored in Spanish instead. But the point is, David is the reason that I will not pronounce SR's name. And so I will go out of my way during the course of this podcast and future podcasts and anytime I'm talking about any of SR's books to not use SR's name specifically, because if I try to say it, I will mess it up because in my brain, I'm trying to not say it cute. And I, I can't help it. It is, it is an honest to God complex and I'm probably never going to recover from it. If, if we're being honest, it's been a while since that conversation. And I still have a very big complex about speaking French out loud. So, so yeah, thanks, David, seriously. And apologies to USR because I'm not going to say your name out loud because I can't, I just can't. And, um, I mean, I can, but I can't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Anyway, I think I've, I've gone on at length on this topic and, and, you know, honestly, what I wanted to say, the whole point of this podcast was to say that I'm so excited about Gabriel's Rapture. It's coming. It's going to be out November 24th. That's next week. It's just a few days away. And now that the premiere has taken place, I'm so much more excited and excited for everybody, all the Passion Flicks fans and all of SR's fans to finally be able to see this movie because I know how much it means to all of us and, you know, myself included. I'm, I'm a fan too. So I am so excited and man, what a gift, what a gift and what a great time to be a part of this community, to be able to experience all of these things. I mean, we're, we are truly, truly blessed and so much gratitude goes out to SR and to Tosca and Allie and Lauren and Julio and Melanie and the entire team at Passion Flicks. And, you know, thank you to everybody for, um, for, for just for being such a wonderful community. I mean, honestly, I've seen some communities and, and this one is special. This one is so special and I'm so proud to be part of it. And yeah, it truly is a gift. So thank you so much. If, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I'm really excited to, to break down. I'll be breaking down the podcast or breaking down the movie on the podcast and, uh, you know, talking more passion flick stuff with you in the coming weeks and months. So there's a lot to look forward to. So, you know, as I've said before, if you can like, and subscribe to this podcast, it, it will help me immensely to be able to do more for you. And if you have any questions or if you want, uh, want me to talk about specific things on the podcast, hit me up on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock or at nights are booked is the, uh, the podcast, uh, Twitter handle. And yeah, thank you so much as always for your support. And um, I think it goes without saying with so many things happening right now, it is no surprise. It's no surprise whatsoever that my nights are booked. Thank you so much, everybody.